Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. It's going to snow somewhere in the world, but not Kingman. Amen. I want to preach a sermon called No Impossibilities. You know there's no impossibilities if you're a child of God. Uh, when we went to Africa, my wife and I, we landed in Nairobi, and they met us and took us to where we were going to be living. Uh, they had hired a vehicle to take us there, and the next day, the farmer pastor gave us the keys to this old car. Now, you have to understand, it was like a Range Rover, but it was pieces of several of them. And so, the first day, uh, her and I were going to preach, and it started raining, and more rain came in through the windshield than stayed outside. And so by the time we was church, we had both been immersed in baptism. We were wet. And so that old car was a lot of problems. One time it quit running. And I said to the people at the uh, grounds where we had church, I said, does anybody work on a car to know how to get it to start? And one of them said, yeah, he's a mechanic. So I said, well, get him in. Maybe he can help me and find out what's wrong. And so I hear this banging, real loud banging. And I turn and look, and he has a big hammer beating the engine. And I ran over and said, stop, stop. What are you doing? He said, I'm trying to get it to start. Well, I learned one thing. That was one mechanic didn't know anything about what he was doing. And you know, I was thinking about as Christians, so many times we act like we don't know what we're doing. Isn't that true? Something begins to happen and we freak out. Now, maybe I should just say I freak out. You've never freaked out or you've never been troubled and never had fear or worry come upon you. But the Bible gives us guarantees. You know that? And when he gives us guarantees, he tells us that when we face these emotions, there's an answer for them. How many know that's true? In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, I want to read several verses beginning with verse 24. Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And he said to them, except I shall see his hands, the print and of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after about eight days after his disciples were within and Thomas was with them, Jesus came and stood in the middle of them, and he walked in through the door without opening it. And Jesus said to Thomas, peace be unto you. And he looked right at Thomas and he said, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand and thrust it my side. And be not faithless, only believe. And then he goes on and says to Thomas in verse 29, Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen, you believed. But blessed are those who have not seen me, and yet they believe or trust in me. And so we find ourselves on a daily basis many times have to make a decision, am I going to believe? 
Can anybody identify with me on that? In other words, we call them impossibilities. When Joni and I went to Sparta, Illinois to assume a, uh, Assembly God Church, and um, you've heard the story, they moved us to this little house and it was full of slugs and and they wanted me to come. I had Tim and Joni, and they wanted to pay me $35 a week. And I said, you got to give me a raise. And they said, well, you just need to believe. And I said, no, you need to believe. <laughs> so I negotiated it up to $40. And so we're in the church, and I've told this story, but it's not a better one I can tell. I was there the first Sunday, and God spoke to me, you need to go on radio. Now, I'd never been on radio. I didn't know how to go on radio. So I called the church council in and I said, God told me to go on radio. He would help us. And that church at that time was taking in $11,000 a year. And they couldn't afford to keep the heat on in that church because uh, they had to go down on the corner, use the restrooms because the plumbing was always froze. So I said, I said, turn the heat on. We're not going to live this way. And we're not going to have people. We're going to clean this church up and we're going to believe God. So the council told me, well, you can't go on radio. We don't have the money. I said, I'm not asking you for any money. Well, the church has no money. I said, I'm not asking the church for any money. God told me to go on. I will never take an offering. I will never mention on radio that I need help. And I said, God will show you that he's a miracle God. Now, how many knows faith is speaking when you can't see it and believe it's going to happen? If we'd have had money to go on radio, it takes no faith, right? And so we went on radio for years, never took a penny out of the church, but God sent people to me with big money so we could stay on the air. I've had more funerals in two years than I've ever had because I get calls people say, tell pastor one of his members died. And I would go to the funeral home and I said, I don't know these people. I said, well, they listen to you on radio. So here's what I'm going to say tonight. Faith is not saying, well, I got a miracle, so I believe. Faith and I believe even though I don't have the miracle. Because our God, there is no impossibilities with him. Thomas said, unless I touch this, put my finger into the nail prints and thrust my hand aside, I will not believe. That was his face speaking. Even though the disciples and the people had seen the Lord, he refused to believe. And then when Jesus said those words, because you have seen me and done what you said you had to do, you believe. But blessed are those that's going to come after you that have never seen me and yet they believe. See, there's no impossibilities if we believe God. That old car in Africa ran and ran and ran after the guy about destroyed the engine with a big old hammer. But see, God is able to do what we can't do. And God is able to meet every need we have regardless of what it looks like. See, if you can do it yourself 
or you have the money to do it yourself, or the ability to do it yourself, you don't have to have faith. But it's when it's beyond you and beyond your ability or beyond your finances. If you believe, that's faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It says in Second uh, Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear or worry, but of power and love and a sound mind. See, that's the promise of God. See, fear comes in, we find ourselves worrying, but that's not the will of God. Because God said all things work together for good to you and I who love him. And when there's no way, God makes a way. And when there's no out, God creates an out. And God takes what man calls impossibilities and makes them realities because God knows no impossibilities. There's nothing God can't do. My wife says I use the same illustrations a lot, but I just use what I know. When we were preaching, and they bought that girl for us to pray for that had a headache. It was in a little Assembly God church. The pastor lived in the Sunday school rooms. He had me. He didn't know me. And I'm praying for the sick. And they bring this young girl up. Her friend comes with her. And her friend just said to me, she has a bad headache. I prayed for her and her headache. And I said, how do you feel? And she didn't answer me. And the girl with her said, she's deaf. She can't hear. And so what happened, I prayed for her. And after I prayed for her, I turned her around and I began to speak to her and she would answer me. Now, this girl had hearing before, but had lost it. They had to take her eardrums out. It was like a cancer she had. And she was totally deaf. And that night, and I've shared this here probably 50 times, she runs home, the phone rings, and she runs and grabs it. And her mother about had a heart attack, so she's talking on the telephone. She goes back to the doctor. The doctor examined her because I told her, I said, go back to the doctor, see if God put in new eardrums, what's happened. She went back. The doctor said, and looked in her ear, said, she can't hear. She has no eardrums. And her mother said, I don't care what you say. She's been answering the telephone. And the doctor turned around, started talking, and she answered the doctor everything he said to her, and he could not explain it. He didn't have an answer because it's impossible with man to hear without an eardrum, but how many knows nothing is impossible with God? And so if I would have known she had no eardrums, I might not have had the faith I had. I'm just being honest. But thank God I didn't know. And thank God I believed. And see, in life, your life and my life, there's going to come times when it's beyond us. And worry tries to set upon us, doesn't it? Well, uh, I believe it's will of God to heal me, but what if he don't? What? Well, how many knows what if is not in the Bible? What if he can't? What if he don't? The Bible tells what God will do. And the Bible said God's not given us a spirit of fear. 
And the Bible said God will keep you in perfect peace when your mind is stayed on him and you trust in him. And so tonight, there's no impossibilities for you. Not quit shouting and dancing the aisles. Don't get happy about it. It's not quite as exciting as the Diamondbacks won tonight. You say, well, that's a miracle. Well, I agree. But I want to tell you something tonight. God's with you. He knows everything about you. He knows what you're going to face five minutes from now. He knows the mail that's going to come in your mailbox that's going to upset you. He knows it all. And when Jesus came and died at Calvary, he paid that everything you'd have need of will be met. And he said, I will supply your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's not just the gold and the silver and all the jewels, but that's any need you might have. Physically, materially, emotionally, whatever it is, we have a God that knows no impossibilities. And the only thing can stop him from giving you that miracle is if you don't believe. Or if I don't believe. You know, I've preached a lot on faith. You know, we believe in all kinds of things. You don't? I don't care who's on TV and says this is going to work. It might not work. How many knows that's possible? People go out and buy something because somebody on TV says, if you buy this and you rub it in, you'll never hurt again. And so you go buy it. The preacher says, if you believe God, you won't hurt again. And you say, but I got some cream at home. (laughs) And so we choose who we're going to trust in and believe. Isn't that true? Now, I'm not against doctors. I'm not against medication. That's not what I'm saying. But I want to tell you something. God has promised to meet every need you have. God cannot fail. God cannot lie. God never changes his mind. He's closer than the air you breathe. He walks with you. The angels guard over you. Can you say amen? He said goodness and mercy will always be with us. But that only happens if we believe. Matthew says this, if you have faith and not doubt, say to the mountain, and it'll be gone. Whatever the mountain is you're facing in your life, you can speak to that mountain. Joni and I, not long ago, we felt uh, moved to give some money to some people, and so we gave it. And uh, I think she's the one that said to me, well, God will bless us. Well, two or three days later, money started coming in from places we didn't even dream. Because you know why? Not just because we gave or we trusted God and did what God said, but God said, I'll make up whatever you need. I'll bless you. I said, he said, he'll bless you. And he always meets your need if you'll believe. See, you have to believe. Mark says, therefore, I say to you, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you'll have it, and you'll have it. See, miracles are for people who will believe. 
And the moment I say, the moment I say, well, I'll trust God, but what if, then I have no faith. Because I'm looking at my problem or what I'm facing, and I say, I know God can do that, but what if he doesn't, then I'm... I'm limiting God, I'm stopping God from moving in that situation I need him to move in. You know, I think if any of us look back at our life and examine it, it's amazing what God's done for us. Johnny and I made a horrible mistake we never kept records and wrote down the miracles we got. Never. The times when the car quit running and our boy would be in the back and we couldn't get started, we'd pray and the car would start. You'd say, well, it had to cool off. Well, I don't care what it had to do. God cooled it off then. But it wouldn't start, now it did. The times when you needed food and you didn't have it, he came. And so I'm saying tonight, as you and I believe, we need faith. What I mean by faith, we need to trust God and not be moved by what we see, but as the Bible said, moved by what we don't see. Because what we see is just temporary, and we, what we don't see is eternal. And so God has a miracle for you if you believe. Now, different people need different miracles, don't they? Some need physical, some need financial, some need something else, relationships, whatever it might be. But if you look at your problem and what it looks like, you'll rob yourself of what God can do. That's why I said, don't look at what you're seeing. Look at what you don't see. There's a God in heaven that's watching over every one of us right now. I said, there's a God in heaven that's committed to meet our needs. Everybody in this building, he wants to meet our needs. And he said, when the devil comes in like a flood, he'd raise up a standard and defeat him and give you victory and give you life more abundantly if you and I will just believe. Faith is a substance of things what? Hope for. In other words, we don't have them, but we know they're ours. We might not be able to afford it, but God can. We might not have the answer, but God does. Because there's no impossibilities with God. That's spelled N-O. For you folks who don't understand Hick, it's no impossibilities. I said it's no impossibilities with God. All things are possible with him. Pastor Wilson shared with me, and I probably already shared it in here, but I'm going to share it again anyway. He got a a text about the revival that had broke out in uh, Colorado that God was so gracious let me be a part of. There was miracle after miracle after miracle. I'm talking about impossibilities. I'm talking about a little child that couldn't hear, begin to hear his grandparents. I'm talking about a guy in a body cast that God touched him during the service, went out and cut it up, took it off of him. This guy was facing 
surgery the rest of his life. Doctors said he'd never walk again. That come in dancing, holding a cast over his head. The blind seen, the death heard. And you know what was happening? It wasn't because I was there. It wasn't because we was in a tent. But people begin to believe. <clears throat> and they brought them there, believing they're going to get a miracle. And you know what God honors? People who believe. That's all we have to do is believe. See, when you go get your paycheck, you believe that they're going to give it to you. And then you're going to believe when you cash it, there's going to be money to give you. Isn't that true? Or when you're, if you're waiting for your pension check, Social Security, you know when it's supposed to be in the bank and you expect it to be there. Isn't that true? You know when people get a Social Security check, go to Walmart. You can't walk around there. It's so crowded. When everybody gets a Social Security check, it's either the first Wednesday, second Wednesday, third. And I'm telling you, that place is packed. Mike's there with his, and he's, he's counting it. But see, we believe, right? We believe. And yet, how many knows the people's worked and lost everything? Lost pensions. Worked for businesses and took the check and it, no funds there. And they had given time working. But I want to tell you something. God doesn't live in that area. God's never that way. He doesn't give it to you sometimes and sometimes don't. God's always there, always wants to bless you, always wants to meet your needs, always wants to give you more than you can even understand how it happens because we serve a God tonight that has no impossibilities. So whatever you need, he has it. When Joni married me, she thought she'd see the world. And we have seen it late later, but in the beginning, she's seen every house nobody else wanted to live in. We lived in houses where the cracks were so big anything could come in. That's a fact. Have you ever woke up in the morning? And you're going to go to the bathroom and you start crushing slugs between your toes. And you go in the kitchen to maybe get ready to try to fix something to eat. And there's more slug tracks than kitchen counter. She has. She's lived there. I keep saying, baby, don't you feel blessed? But you know, I want to confess, God's always blessed us, always met our needs, gave me cars until I quit believing for them. People woke up and says, here, God told me to give you a car. We were believing, and ours would quit running that same day. Then I started buying cars, and nobody ever gave me another one. <laughs> but see, when you believe, God honors belief. God knows you got a need. God knows you got a situation that's big, 
But God says we have to have faith to tap into his resources. That he honors faith. He don't honor ability. He honors faith. And without it, we can't please him. And without it, we'll never experience what he has for us. Now, Dan and Anita, every year, goes to a couple weeks faith seminar. And they drive forever to get there. But you know why they go? Because when they lead, they believe. Their faith is touched and stirred. And they go out better than it is, and they come out believing for more than they've ever believed. But I remember growing up in church that the most exciting thing that ever happens when the pastor would quit preaching. I thought that if you endured the preachers at the end, you'd be saved. I didn't know what that meant. <coughs> but it's whether it's church or life, whether it's marriage or finances, no matter what it is, God knows no impossibilities if you believe. See, you say, well, the Bible does say lay hands on the sick. Well, lay hands on them and pray and see what God will do. Amen. Believe. Believe God will use you. See, it's not our ability, it's his ability. When I first prayed for the first miracle I seen, I didn't do it because I wanted to. They wanted me to pray for them. And as a pastor, when they ask you to pray for them, you're supposed to do it. And I didn't believe any more than anything. I was just going to lay hands up. This lady said, lay hands on my head and pray for me. <laughs> I did, but I didn't believe. But you know what? She got healed. I thought, wow. I didn't even believe she got healed. What if I'd believe? And so I started believing and praying for people. I knew I didn't heal them. I knew I'm not the one that had the power. But when I did what God said, lay hands on the sick and pray, and the prayer of faith that saved the sick and the Lord raised them, people started getting healed. You know, when Joni and I gave, even though we hardly had any money, we'd give the tithe to God, and then we would give offerings. God began to bless us. Because the Bible says we have faith and do what God says, he would cause it to pass. You want to be blessed, team up with God. Church, we're not after your money. Seriously, we're not. But we do want to see you blessed. And when you and I do what God says, he blesses us. I know nobody here has ever been to a casino and played the slot machines. Have they, Mike? Has anybody ever played the slot machine, Mike? When you got... When you lost everything, did you slap it and go, you lied to me? <laughs> you know what you did? A lot of you went back again, tried to get your money back and lost more. <laughs> and you know why you played the slots or you play the games? Because you're believing you're going to win. How many of you, when the billion dollar lottery was there and you didn't win it, that you've never bought another lottery ticket? Well, I don't believe that. If you buy one, you'll buy 10. But you know what you're doing? You're sort of hoping that somehow out of 197 million tickets sold, that your numbers are going to come up. 
I hope they do. And you can adopt me and I'll become your son <laughs> if you win the lottery. But how many knows the odds are against you? How many knows the odds are against you when you go to the casino by day? But I want to tell you when the odds is for you. It's when you walk with him and believe him and trust him and not lean to your own understanding, but acknowledge him and say to the devil, I don't care if you say I can't afford it, God's going to bless me anyway. And I don't care what the report was, God's going to meet the need anyway. And when you and I, if you want to play the odds, here's the odds in your favor every time. His name is Jesus Christ who hung at Calvary and on the third day arose from the dead and he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave from the devil and set us free. And he lives in our hearts tonight and he will bless us if we'll simply believe. Amen. Tell the person in your chair, you need to believe. I said in your chair, not the one next to you. In your chair, speak to yourself. People think you talk to yourself anyway. Speak to yourself tonight. See, no impossibilities with God. So I want to close with this thought tonight, no matter what you're facing. And how impossible it really seems humanly. Humanly. Do you hear what I said humanly? When the ad machine's broken, it don't add up. When everything cries out, it'll never happen. We've got to stop and say, I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And his heavenly Father sent him for me that I might have life and have it more abundantly. And when he rose and took those keys from the devils for me, and he's prepared a place for me, and he will always be there, and I'll always be blessed, but until I get to heaven, I'm going to let a little heaven on earth come. And I choose to believe God. I said, I choose to believe God. I said, tell the person in your chair, I'm choosing to believe God. Come on. Say, I, devil, you're a liar. And your whole family's a liar. But God is true. I said, God is alive. And God wants to meet your need. Now, if you believe that, get up on your feet, lift your hands, and begin to praise him and begin to thank him for the miracle he's going to give you. Come on, out loud, let's praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory for what you're doing and going to do in our life. Oh, hallelujah. We praise your name. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. You know when the greatest miracles happen? When it looks impossible. That's when you see God like you've never. When everything adds against you, you stop and remind yourself who's for you. And that's God. And God's going to help you in the midst of that problem. You know, I wasn't going to do this, but I, I feel inspired. You know, the devil lies to us about money and physical and all. And some of you, you know, the devil's told you you can't afford to trust God. and You can't afford to give God the tithe. But I want to tell you, you know why he's telling you that? Because he don't want God to bless you. He, if you need God to help you financially, 
and you're willing to be faithful to God and bring him his tithe and, and give in the kingdom so people can be saved, I want you to come and stand across here and we're going to pray blessing on you. Come and hurt quickly. Stand across the front of here. If you want God to bless your finances, anybody want it? Come down here. God will do it. Say, you know what? I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to trust God. He won't let me. Come on down quickly. Going to help me. Listen, folks. Listen. The devil wants to rip you off financially. He wants to rip off the blessing God has for you. Yes. Praise God. Let me ask. Let, let, let me ask everybody here. If you knew you could get a thousand dollars tonight, and know if you gave it before the month's over, you get five thousand back. How many would go borrowed if you had to? Okay, I'm not asking you to borrow money. No, listen. It's more than that. We got to be faithful with what we have, not with what we don't have. Every one of us has said, "If I could win the lottery, I'd build that new church building." Isn't that true? Some of you said, come on. You don't want to stay in purgatory forever. Come on, tell the truth. No, we don't believe in purgatory. But uh, let me say this to you. There's times that we didn't think we could afford to tithe, and we knew if we tithe, we couldn't have what we thought we needed. But we'd give to God anyway, and God would bless us. And I want to tell every one of you, if you'll bring God his tithe and you'll give offerings, you're going to get blessed because God said he would and God don't lie. So I want to pray blessings over everybody here. I want you to lift your hands and we're going to pray this together. Say, Jesus, I am not going to be moved by the checkbook or the circumstances, but I believe you want to bless me. And you gave Jesus, you gave yourself for me. That I could be blessed. So I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to give the tithe that belongs to you back to you. And I'm going to give offerings. And you're going to bless me. I'm going to have abundance. I said, somebody can have abundance. Say, I'm going to be abundantly blessed. God's going to give me finances. That I can impact this world. And change this city for Jesus. Now, Lord, you heard us and you promised us that the tithe belongs to you and we can give offerings. And you said you'd open the windows of heaven. And as I lay my hands out to these people, God, open the windows and begin to bless them as they're faithful to do what they need to do and bless them financially and cause miracles to happen and cause great things to happen. And we promise something, Lord. We'll not take any credit. We'll give all the glory to you, Jesus, because you're the blesser. I said, you're the blesser. And we thank you for it. Now you're down front. I want you to lift your hands and I want with your voice to begin to praise him out loud and thank him for the miracle that's coming. Thank him for the miracle he's about to give you. Oh, we thank you for we ever see it and it's here. It's for us tonight. Hallelujah. 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 We bless you and praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.
I'm going to do one more thing, and I hadn't intended to do this. You'll just have to bear with me for a second. I want Pastor John to join me right here. And I want you and me and this church to believe God with Pastor John that God's going to pay our church off. Listen, listen. Then we'll have more money to send to missions and more money to help people and more money to meet I want everybody to stretch your hand out towards Pastor John. And I want you to begin to out loud pray that God will send a miracle to this church of finances to pay it off that we might be a blessing. Come on, out loud, let's pray. Lord, bless him right now. God, send finances into his hands that God, this building to be for, and we can do more in missions and more in this city and people will be saved. Oh, we pray blessing upon this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we pray blessing on us in Jesus' name. Uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Praise your name. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place tonight. I said, how many of you want to live by faith and trust him? How many don't want to be moved by what it looks like, but moved by who you belong to? Okay, before you go home tonight, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to five people. And say, you pray for me, I pray for you. And we're not going to be moved by what the devil says or what it looks like. We're moved that we are children of a living God. And tell that person, you're blessed and I'm blessed. And we're blessed. Come on, turn and talk to people right now. Say, I'm blessed and you're blessed tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.